0: Welcome to Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space with your host, Denise Kagan. Denise is the president of DCA Virtual Business Support and has been a business owner for almost 20 years. DCA Virtual Business Support provides small businesses with an expert pairing of virtual administrative and marketing assistance to match your needs. Learn more at dcavirtual.com.
1: Sam Gupta has been an ERE thought leader in the digital transformation space for nearly two decades. He has been part of a large transformative initiatives for Fortune 500 corporations, but now he spends his time consulting with SMEs as a principal consultant CEO at Elevate IQ. Sam has been involved with startup ecosystems in building and growing businesses from scratch. In addition, he is a speaker, blogger, and podcast host of WBS Rocks. His podcast focuses on business growth, thought, digital transformation, and ERP. It is so awesome to have another podcast host on the show. Welcome, Sam.
0: I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me, Dennis.
1: <laughs> That's no problem whatsoever. So you shared with me that you started working at a very early age. Can you tell me about that?
0: Well, so I started, and I always joke about this, you know, I come from a very manufacturing and distribution family background. So in my family, everybody has to work, doesn't matter how old you are, as long as, as soon as you are on your feet, you have to find some way of contributing to either top line or bottom line. That's how my family thinks, I'm sorry. Okay. So, so the very first job that we typically get in my family, when we started, we, we were traditional manufacturing business. At that time, we did not really have the digital currency or digital way of getting paid. So we used to get piles of cash. Okay. And then somebody has to count that. So my first job was that, and then followed up with the you know accounting for the business typically all of that is kept any of the overhead and and the admin expenses are kept within the family since i cannot really be on the shop floor because you are 8 9 10 11 but you can count you can do maths that's given <laughs> so yeah so that's how early i started i can explain more but that's my my early childhood job
1: yeah, that, that's awesome. Certainly gave you a great foundation for what you do now. And that leads me to this question. So for me, I didn't know what an ERP was. So I literally looked it up. Would you explain to the audience what an ERP is, just in case they don't know?
0: Yeah, so the best way to think about ERP is going to be from the word of integration, Okay. So when any of the corporations start, let's say you, know, you are talking about startups, smaller businesses, you are talking about anything below $10 million. Now, if your departments are going to be siloed, for example, marketing is not talking to accounting, accounting is not talking to your production, you know, production is not talking to your warehouse, that's going to be probably okay as long as you are small. But once you hit that milestone from $10 million, that's when your problems are going to start because you are going to have a lot more people and then you need some sort of integrated view of the organization that's when your erp is going to be required so erp stands for three things number one enterprise resource planning those three keywords are equally important in case of erp enterprise i already mentioned that it is going to be an integrated enterprise view of the organization and it is actually going to be managing the enterprise resources. So resources could, could be your labor, it could be your materials that you are utilizing to construct or build your product in your manufacturing facility, or it could be any other inventory that, that you might be doing. So uh, you know, this is for the product centric organization, it could be relevant for your, for your service centric organization as well. The third aspect that we have of ERP is going to be planning. So the planning could be in the form of your supply chain planning, it could be in the form of Financial planning. It could be in the form of sales planning. Uh, you know, it could be marketing planning. So anything and everything that touches dollar in an organization needs to probably go through an ERP. The output of an ERP is going to be your financial statements. That is going to be your cash flow. That is going to be your you know, balance sheet. And third thing is going to be your income statement, PL, which is the lifeblood of any business. So most of the businesses are going to require some form of ERP system, but typically ERP systems are referenced in when you are going to require some form of integration, the consolidated view of the organization.
1: So I want to kind of recap. So the ERP is basically your CRM, your sales, inventory, supply chain, finance, human resources, maybe time and projects, funneling in, and then the output winds up being your financial statements. Is that correct?
0: Yes, that's one system. So obviously, you have these specialized CRM systems that could talk to ERP, but ERP is your financial glue of an organization, So typically, ERP is going to provide a lot of -of out-of-the-box functionality, let's say, for your CRM. But let's say if you require marketing automation, ERPs are probably not going to be good at that. Okay, they are going to have limited functionality. So you might have a very specialized system as well. But let's say if you don't necessarily care for marketing automation, a lot of manufacturing distribution organizations, they don't necessarily care for all of that. Okay, so the out-of-the-box CRM functionality provided by ERP may be enough, but then you might require you know other specialized systems, such as your e-commerce, your CRM, it could be your HCM, which is a slightly more HR system, it could be your CPM, which is slightly more specialized financial function. But when you need the basic bread and butter to run your company, that's when your ERP is going to be handy.
1: So you said a couple of things that I'm gonna follow up on. Said so you said out of the box. So is this a system that comes already made, or is it you're creating these things to talk to, get to each other?
0: So that's a very interesting question. So when we think about ERP, you are always thinking about, do you want to build this or do you want to buy this? So that's a very product mindset. You know, anybody who has built the enterprise software, and I want to be very clear, when I say enterprise software, it's a very different software than your typical software that anybody can write on their laptop. Uh, okay. Enterprise software, especially around the financial systems are very different in nature. It's very difficult to write them. Uh, it is very difficult to scale them. That's why not, majority of the organization don't really go in a path of creating these enterprise systems. And they typically procure a system that they, that is going to be already tested, already proven, already given. So you, when you are buying an ERP, you are really buying a product. So when I say out of the box, what I mean is it should come out of the box as a product as you are, let's say, buying from Home Depot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, So you mentioned difficult, difficult, difficult. Yeah. Why would I invest in one?
0: If you don't invest in one, you would not be able to scale past certain points because what are going to be your options? Either you can run your organization manually or in the form of fragmented systems, or you are going to be developing yourself. All of them have different level of risks that a small to medium-sized business cannot afford to take because they are already tight on budget. The reason you are buying is once you cross that $10 million, $20 million, $30 million point, your problems are going to be very different. OK, so even though I'm saying the word difficult, it's going to be far easier than your <laughs> manual effort or fragmented system. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, I just want to make sure because as a business owner, when I hear the word difficult, I'm like, yeah, I'll, that's probably not something I'm going to do. <laughs> but you've also mentioned manufacturing a couple of times. So it, give me an idea of what industries an ERP makes sense for.
0: So in most cases, you are going to be hearing this from the manufacturers, the, you know, retailers, the distributors. The reason for that is because they are very capital intensive organization. The more capital intensive an organization is, for example, construction. They have to use an ERP. The more dollars are involved, there has to be an ERP involved. You are probably not going to hear the ERP as much in case of the services companies. For example, let's say if you talk about marketing firms or accounting firms, law firms, um, you know, the reason why you don't hear ERP as much is because number one, their transactional volume is not as high. Okay. Um, they might be doing, let's say, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30, projects. Um, again, it's not a very difficult problem to solve. You can probably manage on your spreadsheet. You can probably have your siloed accounting system. So, yeah. So, You are going to be hearing this a lot in case of your manufacturing, distribution, retail, product-centric industries, the industries that are going to have a lot more capital-intensive equipment, again, construction machinery. So the more complex the product is, and I'm distinguishing between the product and service organizations, obviously the service organizations also require an ERP because they are going to have different set of challenges once they grow past certain point. Okay, so majority of the organizations are going to use some sort of ERP once they grow after a certain point.
1: So that that makes sense. Once. So let's talk about the the final word, the P, the planning. I need to understand. Okay, I understand you put this stuff in, you integrate all these systems. Give me a real life example of how it helps you plan for your business.
0: So here's an example. So let's say if right now you are running a $10 million business, let's say if you have 10, 20 people in your organization, uh, you can probably tell the guy next to you that, hey, you know what, I'm getting a job. You need to process this order. These are the specifications. This is what you are building and just get it done, okay? So there's not much planning involved in that scenario. But then once you get to, let's say, 100 people in your organization, you have to have some system in place. And if you don't have your systems and processes in place, what is going to happen is you might have you know as severe situation as life-threatening on the shop floor and we see that all the time because then this process coordination because you know there are going to be miscommunications there are going to be you know individual process enablement that people might be creating their own processes and there's going to be a lot of conflict overall so when I say planning the planning is going to be everything in your order to cash cycle and I'm actually going to throw another ERP word there which is going to be slightly confusing for you I guess so when I say order to cash this is the entire cycle when you book the order uh, from your customer what do you need to do after booking the order you probably need to process that from the operations perspective you need to fulfill you need to make sure that your customers are getting the right product you know when you pack that box you need to make sure that you are actually creating the right packaging slip and if you don't do that your customers are probably going to be mad uh, you are going to have a lot of return issues you are going to have a lot of issues overall from the from the uh, customer perspective so all of this requires a lot of planning in each step.
1: So so that makes sense. So the planning is more around processes. It's yes. not, okay. Because I, I think in my mind, when I heard planning, I was like, oh, so this is going to help you plan for resources. Meaning I need to know, you know, based on this order in our forecast, I know we need X amount of employees, or I know we need X amount of supplies. Does it do that too?
0: Yes. So every anything and everything that you plan in the organization that touches dollar, that is probably going to be planned in your ERP system. So yes, the materials, the, the labor, the impl- number of employees that you need and for the manufacturing organization, for the distribution organization, that could be slightly more difficult. So anything, again, anything and, any, anything and everything that touches dollars is probably going to be planned in your ERP system.
1: So with a company who's just reading, reaching that $10 million level and they're looking at some type of softwares like this, where do they start? So, number one,
0: you know, if you ask my personal opinion, that is going to be slightly different than what, uh, you know, businesses typically do, okay? So, if you are looking at the average scenario where the company reaches uh, in, let's say, the $10-15 they are going to think that they are buying just another software, For example, the way any businesses start, they are going to be procuring, let's say, QuickBooks or Salesforce or some of those smaller systems that are not going to be, you don't probably need as much IT capabilities inside. So their mindset is going to be similar. So when any small businesses they start in the path of procuring an ERP software, what is going to happen is they are going to walk to a you know a, a, a vendor or reseller and they are going to ask, hey, I'm actually trying to buy a software. How much is it gonna cost? Okay, tell me the pricing and just you know get it ready so I can run my business. Okay, that's how the conversation goes. But 70 to 80 percent cases, these implementations fail, especially when the company is buying an ERP for the first time if the team does not have experience scaling an ERP software or IT software or how to procure, how to scale, how to create your design, your business processes around the ERP system. If the team does not have experience, most likely it is going to fail. So if you ask my personal opinion now, okay, where do would I want companies to start? That is going to be number one. You have to get your processes documented. You have to simplify your processes. You have to simplify your business before you invest in a technology such as ERP system. The simpler it is, the less risky your investment is going to be, the the easier the transition is going to be overall uh, for the team if you do that prep work. And the prep work is going to be in understanding your own business, which is what is typically the barrier when you are talking to customers who may be buying the ERP for the first time? I don't know if I answered your question or not, but I mean, <laughs> that's the difference in opinion, I guess. You
1: you, you <laughs> did, but it kind of almost feels like an oxymoron. It's like, we need this ERP because our business has gotten complicated, but then you told us simplify it first before we use the ERP. <laughs>
0: Right. And typically, majority of the time, the challenges that you are going to have are going to be related to your own business. It's going to be related to your own process. Obviously, even if you simplify it, you cannot scale it it further from the purely if we look at from the process perspective, what operations, uh, you know, professors or science, uh, what they preach is you need to remove your manual intervention from your processes if you want to streamline it the more manual intervention you have in the process the harder it is going to be to scale so what uh, the operation science or you know whatever name you want to choose for that uh, requires you to standardize streamline the process the more standard your processes are the easier it is going to be to create a system around that the majority of the small to, you know, the startups, you know, they don't necessarily understand why this simplification is required. In fact, they are far more complex than an enterprise company because enterprise companies have figured out that, you know, if I have complexity, my cost is going to shoot up in everything, in hiring, in training, in system, in processes, in management, it's going to be a nightmare. Okay, how can I simplify it? Rather than carrying a thousand products, How can I carry, let's say, 100 products and create my customers and vendor? And how can I go far more aggressive? How can I create my niche around my business? So if you look at the small business, I'm actually trying to survive here. I'm going to sell anything that my customer asked for. (laughs) That's how typically, you know, small to medium-sized businesses start. So there is a process of streamlining your business. There is a process of aligning the business processes so that you are ready for a scale. And once you start on that step, you will be set up for the success.
1: It's interesting that you're talking about processes and the way that you're presenting it because one of the biggest holdups with particularly startups, not necessarily enterprise businesses, is that the owners keep all the stuff up here in their head? Exactly. So it's not written down on paper. So there's no replicatable processes. And you're right. This impacts everything. You know, I, I literally had a conversation with one of my team members the other day. Says, "Yeah, this can't go to me because I'm going to be the bottleneck. So we need to figure out a way to do this and have a process so that it's that it can be done without me having to be be the person to say yes, okay, every every single month. So. I agree that the processes are extraordinarily important and I love how they they play into this ERP. So what other piece of advice would you give to our listeners right now if they're looking to invest in an ERP?
0: So my piece of advice is always going to be, think about your business. Your business is, uh, your processes are not going to be any different from your technology investment so when you think about the technology you are always going to think about i have this magic wand that is actually going to solve all of my problem i am going to hire this programmer or developer and they are going to code everything uh, you know that i need the solution for that's typically not how the technologies work technologies require a streamlined architecture compare this with your uh, you know the construction job or the manufacturing job if you are building a city, or if you are building a, a house, you would create some sort of blueprint. You would design the roles and responsibilities of each of the actors and components involved in your house. The same goes for your technology. You need to figure out, okay, hey, you marketing, your your role is this. Where is your brain going to sit? Is it going to sit in one of the executives' head? or is it going to sit in the ERP system or the CRM system, right? So you actually brought a very important point overall. Okay, when you look at the smaller businesses, the company's brain is typically the owner's brains, okay? Mm -hmm. How can you decouple that process? Once you de- start decoupling that, and once you create your systems and process and make them your company's brains, then you are going to be decoupled from the process and it's almost going to be on the autopilot. So if you want to scale your organization, if you want to be on autopilot, simplify, standardize, appreciate, embrace the technology, but more, most importantly, understand how to work with technology.
1: And that'll put you in a good spot for when you're ready for your ERP. Yes. Absolutely. So Sam, how can our listeners find you after the podcast?
0: So I'm super easy to find. Super, super popular on social media, especially LinkedIn and Twitter. Okay. My name is very easy as well. It's Sam Gupta. S A M G U P T A and the company name is Elevate IQ which is going to be E-L-E-V-A-T there is no E at the end IQ if you look up on LinkedIn you can find me there or connect with me or you can go to elevateiq.com just fill select the contact form my team will get you in touch with me
1: that sounds great Sam I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge with our listeners today
0: of course thank you so much for having me really had a blast here
1: thank you Thank you for joining us for today's Nurture Small Business, Creating
0: a Thriving Space podcast. Learn more about your host at dcavirtual.com or by emailing her directly at denise at dcavirtual.com.